I Got the Hell Out does contain explicit content that might not be suitable for some listeners, such as children, those that easily get offended, and we do recommend that listeners at work put your earbuds in if you have co-workers around. And if you like the show, please spread the word by telling as many people as you can. We'd also appreciate if you would subscribe, rate, hopefully with five stars, and review the podcast on iTunes. You can find us there as well as on Stitcher and Overcast. You can follow us on Twitter at WasInACult, on Facebook at I Got the Hell Out, and on Instagram at I Got the Hell Out with an underscore after each word. You can contact us through our website at IGotTheHellOut.com. Hi, everyone. This is Laura. And it's Deb, and it's the 40th episode of, of I Got the Hell Out. What do you have? Oh, uh, I don't know. I got a bunch. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? How about we just give the Kool-Aid recipe first? All right, go for it. Okay, this is the Lazy Mom's Sangria. Ooh. Like in Pittsburgh. Sangria, is, is it white or is it red sangria? It's red. I prefer okay. white. I prefer white, too. So uh, anybody out there listening? Anyway, we make Lazy Day pierogies. It's with lasagna noodles and mashed potatoes and onions, and you put it in a lasagna Oh, just like dish. a pan instead of like rolling and crimping Yeah, and they're that. Lazy Day pierogies. Nice. So on your, when you're being a, a lazy mom and making your Lazy Day pierogies. You, you can have Lazy Day, was it Lazy Day sangria? Lazy Mom. Lazy Mom sangria. sangria. Okay. okay. Now... Let's face it, sangria is one of the greatest things ever. It is. Wine. Good. Of course. Fruit. Good. Wine plus fruit, even better, right? Yep. Okay. Um, I've made sangria with pretty much everything else. Why not Kool-Aid? After all, not everyone has time to cut up all that fruit. Come on, Laura. You got that right. Um, but everyone does have time for this. You stop at the liquor store and either get <laughs> two bottles of red or white. Okay. Uh, I guess you throw that in a bowl and you add a half a cup of sugar. Okay. And you take one packet of unsweetened lemon-lime Kool-Aid and one of the orange Kool-Aid. Okay. Your favorite? I'd substitute a different (laughs) fruit, but anyway. Um, combine all of the ingredients in a large pitcher and you serve it over ice. Nice. And because it's a lazy day, there's no garnish. You don't even have time for a straw. You're just, I mean, I'm surprised you have time for ice cubes. You can just put a straw right in that big bowl. (laughs) You could. (laughs) I mean, talk about lazy. Just sit there on the couch, put something on TV, sit there with your bowl and a straw. Oh, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? See? All right. Well, uh, we're going to get right into I don't have a lot today because, um, you know, we have a guest today, but we'll bring that up later. We will. We will. will. Um, I do want to mention about our meetup that is going to be Friday, November 16th at 8 o'clock. And you have to go on the Facebook to find it. Well, I know. I thought you were going to Calm down. Too much coffee. Calm down. Oh. Yes. (laughs) So you have to go on the Facebook page for all of the details. But it is, I'm just giving everyone a heads up, Friday, November 16th, 8 p.m. Go to the Facebook page. If you aren't a member, join. All the details are there. And we hope to see tons of people so we can just bullshit and drink and have a good time. Yes, bring a designated and, driver. And, oh, oh, also I forgot to say that Danny and Zach from um, Working Stiff's podcast will be there. Cool. So you guys can meet them, hear about their podcast if you aren't already listening to them. They're hysterical. And we'll have a good time. And speaking of Facebook, Natalie M., no Facebook for you. She's just too generic. Okay. So um, that was the only one. And I have some um, things to read here. Okay. Let me find this one. Uh, ex-member, 
uh, okay. Gary. He writes, I had always heard witches didn't wear underwear for a better grip on the broom, okay? <laughs> oh my God. He says, that's, I, a, that's a visual I just don't want. He says, I had no idea it was for better absorption of the drugs. I was listening to the newest episode while I was mowing the lawn and I was laughing so hard, my lines were all crooked. <laughs> Love you, Gary. Love oh, that's you, Gary. beautiful. Um, Danny, you, uh, talking about the meetup, you actually were going to post something in our group and the attachment is unavailable. Please try again. Okay. Okay. Uh, Matthew P gave us a handy cheat sheet to stay on the good side of your mother, churches, wherever you need to watch your language. Oh. Okay. He thinks a full episode of these would be hilarious, but we're not that coordinated. Okay. So I'm just going to post this to the group. Okay. Um, but like if you're miffed, instead of swearing, you can say shucks, rats, gosh, shizzle, toot. I mean, shizzle, shizzle, S-H-I-Z-Z-L-E. And look at the very top line of who wrote this. This is another reason I oh, find wait, it hold, hysterical. Wait, hold the phone still. Top line. No, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We got to post that. It's going That's out there beautiful. right now. So we're proving that. And remember, I was taught, we were talking about the saints last yes. week okay now cj k hi dude um we hear from him every so often and i don't know how to pronounce this is it saint roach r-o-c-h i would say roach 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 i don't know um i did not research this i am relying solely on this member of our group okay. um he is the patron saint of dogs also surgeons Falsely accused people, knee problems, epidemics, and diseased cattle. Wow, that that's quite a uh, that spans quite a few different things there. That spans a lot of things, doesn't it? And let's see what else. Do oh, I and have? it was Saint Francis of Assisi that's the animals, the saint for animals. Um, if you're right, <laughs> I, I got it somewhere in here. Okay, and let me go all the way to the bottom here. Okay, um, this person still lives in that town, but they're not an ex-member, okay? I know oh, they them. just live in the town, right. period. And I know okay. them from other, you know, from living there. Right, okay. okay. Um, she commented that it's interesting that five years ago, women couldn't wear jeans or t-shirts, and now, all over the place. Apparently, the rules have changed. How do you change a belief? And then she goes, ah, cult life. So apparently they have relaxed the dress code, I guess, while oh, wait, you're so out they're in public. Not, they're not in the burkas anymore? Or is... Maybe when you're out in public, they're making you fit in better. Like I said. Oh, to blend in with the crowd. Right. Around the time I left is when the women started wearing the veils voluntarily. Gotcha. And there might have been one or two walking around in full burkas. I don't recall. But... It, it brought a lot of attention, and they were kind of trying to stay undercover. I mean, it's bad enough when you walk into Walmart and you know people wearing two and three layers of rubber gloves. Yeah, that would definitely draw attention. Yeah, and it so they kind of, you know, I guess relaxed the dress code for the women when they're out in public. Yeah, like to not draw attention, I suppose. I don't know. Um, Mackenzie also, she was participating 
she was listening to episode 36, and there was a quick discussion about grain alcohol, which is ethanol. And humans can consume in moderation without being poisoned. You said that, correct? And wood alcohol is methanol, which is extremely poisonous and will cause blindness Blindness, and eventually death. Um, If anybody's interested in reading that, I'm approving that if you'd like to get in on that discussion. Okay. Uh, What else do I have? Oh, Jenna O. Hi, girl. Um, She says she's a bartender and a history nerd <gasps> so Ooh. that con true that i for last right. week's yeah she said it's phonetically pronounced quantro am i pronouncing that correctly it's in the quantro quantro okay i guess it's a liqueur um and the botchiest dude i said i wanted to hang with out with little guy his name is bacchus bacchus did i do that right bacchus with little pee pee well, wait a minute. Um, the reason ancient Greek and Roman art depicted small penises is because they thought large penises indicated low moral character and stupidity. <laughs> okay, she finishes off with saying that being hung like a donkey meant you were dumb as one. Okay. Oh my gosh. Because remember, I couldn't figure out. I mean, we. Right, you... right. Because all of those statues, are they're very tiny. The smaller the penis, That's the bigger so the brain. so funny. The bigger the penis, the smaller the brain. Well. Hey, guys out there, you know, examine yourself. Which one do you have? <laughs> a big brain or not? <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I love all of these people who, who participate, honestly. Um, yeah, we need a discussion about that going. <laughs> Uh, Rose gave us a generic answer about Lilith. Okay. She's our, um, friend that actually lives in Israel. Okay. Um, I'm going to read part of this. She says, Lilith was indeed Adam's first wife and the legend says she ran away from him. Why? The first time I heard the story, I was told it was because she wanted to make the decisions and God forbid a woman should decide anything. Later, I heard a version that said she didn't like Adam because she wanted to be on top during sex and he wouldn't let her. What? Both are kind of equally ridiculous, by the way. Ridiculous? I'm reading here and I had the little (laughs) burble of the mouth again. So Lilith ran away from Adam and married Asmodeus, the king of the demons. See, I found this interesting. Okay. Then she got into harming babies and extracting sperm from sleeping guys and all that stuff. What? I, you, you just don't go along with and all that stuff. Well, that's how, what she Whoa. wrote. Uh, again, people look this that stuff up. That is some weird stuff. Okay, look up Lilith married A-S-M-O-D-E-U-S. I'm sure there must be something out there written age of information. People. Oh, I'm sure. Okay. She goes on to finish with, but this story is not really common. It's a legend from some ancient book that no one is really sure what to make of. Some use it to make religious decisions and others say it's all bullshit. I don't think most Jews these days believe this story literally happened, but is part of some some superstitions. There I go, tripping over my lips again. So yes. Lilith is Adam's first wife, but she is not the devil. In fact, the existence of the devil is not really a thing in Judaism. But I should really end this long post since it's way too long already. Lots of love to you guys in Pittsburgh and fuck that shooting racist asshole. 
So oh, amen to that. And that's from Jerusalem, guys. Rose, and thank you for pled, sharing your knowledge. That lousy piece of shit pled not guilty. How do you plead not guilty? I, we're not getting into that. I, I just was livid when I saw that. But I, she's all the way over in Jerusalem and heard about this news Oh, story. the whole world heard about I, it. I know, I know. Um, stay strong, Pittsburgh. We're still strong. That's right. And I'm moving on with something else here. Rose, always feel free to give us, you know, the Jerusalem side. You're there with all the literature and stuff, yeah. you know. Um, I just visited for, I think it was a week. I'm not sure. And um, remember, I called her Roel, but I think it's Roelli. Okay. Anyway, she's going to try and meet us. And I think that's pretty awesome. much all I have. Um, unless you want to hear about other saints. We had uh, uh, someone who was a, ca- a Catholic. Oh, wait a minute. Remember I asked about a saint for the damned? Yeah. Okay, she would have to do some specific research, but the closest um, would be someone associated with the unconverted or my favorite favorite Saint Jude. Saint Jude used to be known as the patron saint oh, of, of the hopeless impossible. causes. Yep. But he, hey, he's been recently rebranded. How do you rebrand? He's a saint? still he's still the saint of the impossible. He has been recently rebranded as patron saint of the impossible. See, it. but he was rebranded. So I, I don't know. I, I just read this stuff. All right. Anyway. Um, oh, shame on you, CVS Pharmacy. They, Why? They played a Christmas commercial on the way over here this morning. Already? Yeah. Well, you know what? I was at the mall people behind on Friday. Me, the people was, behind me must have thought I was crazy because I was screaming and freaking. I, I was at, at the mall light. on Friday and they had Christmas tunes going on the mall. Oh, I'm sure they did. It was, I was just like, really? It was like, what, November 1st? Walmart. November had, 2nd? Come Walmart on. had Christmas stuff up, I think, at the very end of June. But this was the music that you could not get away from. It was just like constant Christmas music. I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I got a gift for you again. What? Hold on. Hold oh, on. No. I, got oh, rid of, I got rid of the crinkly bag. It better not be little punchy guy. We already did a little punchy better guy. better not be him again. Okay, you have to see what I found. Oh, no. I found peach flavor. <gasps> Here. Peach vodka. I found pineapple, which I will oh, not touch. Oh, my God. Where'd you find these? An apple. Where did you find these? Well, I went to pick my son up the other day from work, and um, Marie went with us, and they just, it was funny because Marie decided she needed liquor. I don't drink hard liquor anymore, okay? And we all three went into the liquor store, and Marie didn't have any money, and I wasn't planning on buying anything. Were these up by the register? Because yes. they're little, like, airplane travel size. Yes. <gasps> but what made it even funnier is my son is 22 years old, and he bought everybody's liquor, and usually it's the other way around. The older person is buying the young people the right, liquor. Right, right. <laughs> we paid him back, but none of us had cash on oh, that's us. Funny. It just made it funny. Oh, my gosh. But I bought these so that we could actually do a Kool-Aid drink here and there. Nice. Yeah, you get the oh pineapple. You get the pineapple. I'll take the apple, and the peach will be for a guest. Okay. How's that sound? That sounds perfect. All right. Well, um, so today's episode is going to be a special one because my mom's here. Yes, I love my mom, and she spent a lot of weird time down there. And Oh, I bet she did. Um, I you, cannot wait to hear about it. You came up with some questions for her, yep. and 
my glasses ran away. Do you have any idea where they went? Nope. Oh, hold on. You're supposed to talk when I do I stuff am, like that. I am, but you just like totally No, you weren't talking. Microphone. You were making okay. a funny face and making hand-waving <laughs> motions at me. Okay? Um, yeah, my, my mom has a unique perspective of this because... Um, like I said, I moved away, and I, I spent a couple few years in South Kakalaki, uh, Charleston, South Carolina, and then we moved to Cultyville, and she had no inclination to come visit us till I announced to her uh, about a month before he was born that she had a grandchild coming. Okay. So imagine Sammy calling you up, she lives in another state, you ain't seen her in a few years, and says, hi mom, you should come visit because... Um, I'm expecting your grandchild next month. I mean, what would you do? I couldn't imagine not talking to her for a couple years. Well, we talked, but I, I was told not to tell her that I was pregnant. So there's oh, probably all kinds of questions gotcha, you have gotcha. for her. I have so many questions. Um, yeah. And it's, it's unusual, but at one point, she's going to be telling you something. We've already discussed this, and okay. I'm going to jump in when she's done. So You can do whatever you want. I usually do. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we are going to take a pause and then we are going to talk with Debbie's mom. All right. And she's sitting here patiently waiting and she thinks I yelled at her today and I wasn't yelling. I was just slightly irritated. Well, on that note, note, let's take a pause and let's get your mom here. And I'll try as hard as I can to be quiet, guys. See you soon. No, talk to you soon. Bye. So thank you so much for being here today. Oh, you're welcome. Okay. The first question, I guess... Did you raise Debbie in any particular religion? Um, When she was smaller, no. Then uh, when I was getting divorced, I started going back to the Methodist church, and that's where she went. She was in youth group and all that. Um, I thought she was becoming a Christian. Okay, okay, and that kind of went by the wayside. You're laughing. Yes, that went by the wayside. So, so she just for was it her teenage years? She was in the church, or was it like preteen? Preteen, uh, teen, yeah. Until I couldn't get her to go anymore. Okay, she was like, forget it. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So, um, what was your reaction the first time? Did she tell you that she was going to a feast? Because I know that was the first time that she had experience with the cult. Was she went to a feast? Did you know about that? No, but she had. We had talked previously when she was in South Carolina um, about her receiving the. Um, I call it propaganda from the cult, and she wasn't sure whether she should give it to him, or burn it, or what. And we talked about it, and she says, "Well, I better give it to him because his dad's going to be asking, did you read this or that?" and uh, so by him, you mean Kenny? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, that's probably the first time I heard about it, and I looked it up, and it, in my eyes, it truly was a cult. Did it scare the hell out of you? Or... Well, let's just say I'm a Christian, always have been, and Deb was doing things that I did not approve of or like or think that she should be doing, and I thought, hmm... Maybe this won't be so bad for her. Like it'll straighten her out maybe? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you thought potentially it could be a good thing for potentially. her? Potentially. Okay. And so 
But did the word, word cult come to mind or did you just think maybe oh, it was definitely. like... Oh, definitely. It did. Oh, okay. Yes. So it definitely came to mind. Yes. Okay. So when she said that she was moving to that state, what? how did you feel about that? Um, as I previously said, I thought that might be a good thing. Okay. Strict um, uh, rules to follow, things like that. Okay. Now, tell us about the first time that you visited her. Once she did join, what was the first visit like? Well, the first visit um, was when my grandson was born. I went down the day after he was born, spent a lot of time with them. Um, I liked Kenny. Okay. I really did. And when I went to the uh, sanctuary first, do they call it a sanctuary or the... I think she refers to it as a sanctuary, okay. yeah. Okay. It was just really odd. I mean, the people were just so nice. They they were just nice people. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of poverty that I could see um, with the men. The shirts were kind of like a yellowish color, like they were gotten from Goodwill or something like that. Or like, like they that. needed to get new clothes. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, How it, about the area? Did it look run down? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, especially where... Um, a lot of these people lived, uh, the ones with, uh, that worked at the press room, mm-hmm. they lived in these little tiny dinky trailers in the back and it, it was just, it broke my heart. Okay. So you were not expecting that? No. Okay. Okay. So what else, whenever you did go down, you're talking about the sanctuary. What did you think about their services? I mean, did you, you, did you go to a service? Mm-hmm. Okay. What did you think? Um, at the time, I was more absorbed with the baby. Okay, understandable. And, uh, I, the singing was good, and like I said, I really didn't, I paid attention, but I I really don't remember. That was a long time ago. Okay, now, how would you compare it to any service, because you said Methodist, correct? Yes. Okay, how would you compare the two services? Were they similar? Were they different? No, um, I remember them saying um, that you could eat this and do this. And then the following week, they would say they looked into it, and you can do this now, but you can't do that. Okay, so it was constantly flip-flopping the rules around. And it also reminded me of they took a whole bunch of religions and combined them all together to make this. This. Okay, kind of like they picked and choose from here, yeah. picked and choose from there, and right. here we go. We have this. Right. Okay. Now, did you ever break any of the cult rules when you were there? Uh, As you're laughing. Yeah, I can remember, too. Um, when my grandson, the first one, was born, and he was a little bit older. I don't remember how old. But my husband and I took him for a ride one time, and we stopped and got him some ice cream. Ooh, that that's a no-no. No. <laughs> and another time, I uh, I just thought I was being led to baptize them one at a time when they were little. Um, and I did it in the sink in their bathroom. And I knew they would never get baptized. And I just so you mean baptize them like the Methodist way? Yes. Okay. So with, like with you the wanted water. you wanted to bring them to your religion, kind of. I wanted them to 
become Christ followers and for Christ to know them. Okay. Okay. Now, did you ever meet the little man? Oh, yeah. Oh, please tell us about this. It wasn't that much to tell. I guess whenever he saw somebody new, Uh he would come down afterwards and speak with you. But I only remember the one time, and he just was little. (laughs) He, He didn't seem like a big man to me. He was just little. Hence, little man. Hence. Very hence. Now, though, did he ask you for money or did he, I mean, because it seems like all he's out for is your money. Did he ever imply anything? No. Okay. No, not straight out. Um, they, Ken kept trying to get me to become a member, um, but after I guess I said no, you know, he still, if I still talk to him, I haven't talked to him for quite a while. He would still, you know, remind me that, you know, they're there, you know, if I need anything or if I want to join. I was just, I was just going to say that. So he's like, you know, if you want to join, come on down. I'm yeah. here. Yeah. Wow. So now Debbie told me that when you, after you went to visit a few times that you had to build your own house. Why was that? Well, um, when I first went down, I could live with them. I lived with them for a couple years. Um, I would go down specifically in the winter, like for three or four months okay. and stay. And we had such a great time. And then it started out that he would um, say that because I lived with them and I was, uh, there's something in the Bible about being a manservant, a maid servant, and they needed to, um, go to services with the people who they lived with. Okay. And uh, I said, well, I, I can't do that anymore. I don't believe what you believe. And so I would have to go to um, a hotel from sundown to sunup the next day. So I would stay every at the ho- night. No, no. Or just on the Sabbath. Just like on the, the Sabbath. Sabbath. Okay. Yeah. And then we were talking, and I says, well, maybe I could put a small trailer on the property and just live there. And he said... Um, no, he being Kenny again? Or yeah, Roman? Kenny. Okay. He said, um, well, what if we built a little house? It would be about the same amount of money. And I said, okay. So I started looking at plans and uh, came up with a really cute little house. And he and... Two of his friends built it for me, and I just loved my little house. And I, it was be, it was down further on the road, and I remember Deb would call me and she'd say, "Can the boys come down?" And I would sit by my window on the couch and I'd just see them walking Aww. and running with their little blankets, and yeah, it was just so cute. Aww. And then they would stay overnight with me. Oh, so they were allowed to? They were allowed yes. to stay overnight. Okay. Yes. Okay, so now you stayed in your house the whole time or just on the Sabbath? No, no, I stayed there whole, whole the whole time. time. Okay, okay. Yes. Okay, now Debbie's motioning to me over here that she wants to jump in about the house. Oh, yeah. As you can hear, yes. So we're going to take one brief moment here, and she's going to jump in because she's like waving to me. She wants to say something about the house. And then I have some other stuff to talk about, too, when we get back. Oh, we're bringing you back. Don't worry. Oh, okay. <laughs>
Okay, so we're back. Deb, you were frantically waving your arms over there like you just couldn't keep your mouth shut. You had something to say. I had a lot say? of stuff oh, to well, say. Oh, well, I know that. But pertaining to your mom and her house. Hi, what? Mom. Welcome to our show. Her name is Nancy, guys. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, Nancy. She will be back. Yes, she will. She's over there frantically waiting her next turn. Okay, so what do you have about the house that she built? I actually think this was kind of premeditated because, like she said, she was just going to get a small little trailer, and it didn't have to be brand new. Okay. You know, a couple thousand dollars. I mean, they sell trailers down there all the time. So I'm thinking Kenny might have premeditated this because he talked her into building, and it really was a cute little house. I'll have to find some pictures, or my mom has some pictures. Do you know what I mean? Well, her eyes lit up when she was talking about it. So it sounds like... We had a lot of fun decorating it, putting furniture in it. Um, yeah, I had a couple free nights because the boys would want to go and spend the night at Grandma's house in their own little bedroom down there, and... It really was a cute little house, and it was on our two acres. And she specifically asked Kenny um, about a deed, because a trailer's different. You have a, a title to the trailer. Okay. So she would own the trailer, and it would either be left there, but it's still in her name. Okay. A house that is permanently affixed to a piece of land, it belongs to that piece of land, unless there's a specific title or deed to it. And I do remember the conversation between my mom and Ken about a title to our house. And, you know, it was one of those, oh, oh, oh we're all family and you, you don't need a title or a deed, okay? Oh, no, I'm not liking where this is going. Yeah. So a couple years went by until, you know, things went south and I filed for divorce, okay? Mm -hmm. And my mom was there when I actually filed, and in the pre-divorce, you know, somebody has to move out. Things just right. aren't going well. So he was the one, of course, I was the mom with two little kids, and he I don't know where he was staying. Okay? I don't know what that noise was. We don't care. Sometimes it doesn't show up, okay? That's why we don't mention noise anymore. <laughs> Put the look on your face. It was in the computer, though. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Anyway, um, I don't remember where I was now. About somebody had to move out. Yeah, he, the courts made him move out. And, you know, he's a big manipulator. Big, big manipulator. And, of course, he had his visitations, okay? Okay. And I guess he figured out how to acquire my mother's house legally. Isn't that funny? Get out. Yeah, again, he's a bragger. He's a bragger. He couldn't help but brag afterwards how he legally acquired her house, okay? But he called her one weekend that he had my kids. And it was raining. It was cold. It was nasty. And I know he did this on purpose. He, got, he went to a friend's little teeny tiny travel trailer, probably on the feast grounds, that had no electric because the electric's only turned on in feast times. Mm-hmm. He had the Coleman lanterns and candles going, and he had buckets catching the drips of rain. Oh my God! Coming through. So then, no, he, is that where he lived, or he went? No. To, you said he just went to a friend's house. Like I think he was manipulating my mom. Okay. Because that's not some place he would have stayed. Okay? Doesn't sound like it. Yeah. No, a teeny tiny travel trailer with no electric, and it's raining cold, and it's leaking everywhere. That's not Kenny's type of thing no it's not and trust me he could afford to go to a hotel if he wanted to 
But I have no idea where he stayed. But I think he set it up because he called my mom. And then he put my, I think they were three and six, Mm -hmm. on the phone with her. And they're crying that they're cold, Grandma. The water's coming in. Oh, no. And, And, of course, wouldn't your heart break as a grandparent? Absolutely. My heart's breaking now just listening to that. So Kenny gets back on the phone and he's, you know, super sweet, nice, like most narcissists are. Do you right. know what I mean? Exactly. And he says, Nancy, I-, I really hate to ask, you know, but your daughter, I can't stay there. I have the kids or I have the children. Can can we stay at your house just on the weekends that I have the children? And of course, my mom, sure, here's where the key is hidden. Okay, because we had a hidden key, but it wasn't near the house where if somebody was looking, right, they wouldn't find it. It was a certain spot in the yard type thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he laughed about it later. Okay, because his attorney advised him to somehow gain legal entrance to the house after he gains because he he couldn't break a window and he couldn't throw the door off the door jam. Oh, but by using this key, I could let him in. Okay, okay. or if my mother, she would, she had gone back to Pittsburgh. Okay, at okay. this time, um, or if he could get a, legally get a key to get in, and of course he wasn't getting my key. He was getting the one that was hidden. Right, and I, he, I'm sure he looked for it when I was at work and stuff, but he couldn't find it. And see, I knew him well enough that he might be looking for a hidden key, so it was nowhere near hidden near the house. Well, of course, my good-hearted mother decided to tell him where the key was so her grandchildren didn't have to be freezing and could have electric and blah, blah, blah. So he gained legal entry by her telling him where the key was. Now, there's no deed to this house. So his attorney advised him to gain legal access. As soon as he had legal access, change the locks. And as soon as you change the locks, change all of the utilities into your name, it suddenly becomes your property. And she has no right to it. Okay? Whoa. Now, if that is not sneaky and underhand to begin with. Now, here's where the story even gets better, Laura. We're going to fast forward two, three years later, okay? Okay. Um, I had worked for a good friend of mine, and I hadn't worked for her for over a year, and she calls me and tells me, Deb, I got a really weird phone call. And I'm like, okay. So she never gives out my information. She'll all day long take down your information and pass it on to me. Okay. Okay. So I call this woman up and she is so excited to hear from me. Do you know who she was, Laura? Who? She worked for a mortgage company. Oh, she did, huh? She did. And as it turns out, um, Kenny decided to take a mortgage out on our already paid for property, okay? Because he was going to do some improvements. Oh, he was now. Now, when you take out a loan, if there is a lien on that property, you have to include in the loan amount to make the lien fulfilled. Right. So if he took out $100,000, he would have had to have taken $135,000 because my mom's house was $35,000. Okay. And I kicked my feet in the divorce, and that was written into my divorce that I would get $35,000 for my mom's house, and I'd pass the check on to her when I got it. Okay. Okay? That put a lien on the house. Well, lo and behold, Kenny, this slimy little man he is, found a sneaky mortgage dude. 
And in speaking with this woman who was so excited to find me, I come to find out when you take out a mortgage and there's a lien, they have to try and find the lien holder. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, in the file, I they have no idea where I am, where I'm living. He hasn't talked to me in years. No phone number. Doesn't even know what state I'm in. Okay. What had happened was this guy who worked at this mortgage place, he was making deals with divorced men that he would make it so that their ex-wives would not get the lien money coming to them. He apparently was escorted off of the property by security and police. Um, There was a stack of files found in his drawer, okay? Okay. And he was getting kickbacks of 10%. So she found me with a week and a half before that lien was about to expire and that 35 grand would have went back to Kenny. Talk about underhanded, sneaky, sleazy shit. But guess what, Laura? What? You know, karma's a bitch. And I can just imagine Kenny and him in just like turning purple. Oh, to be a fly Realizing that my mom got her money. Hey, Kenny, screw you, buddy. Oh, there's Kenny's corner for this week. All (laughs) righty. Anyway, um... I'm going to let you get back to my mom. I, I, you I just, had to tell that story because that is sleazy. It really is sleazy. And there's people out there in business. I found it hard to believe that a mortgage company has somebody employed that underhandedly is screwing all these people over. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And getting kickbacks from the people they're helping. So to all you ladies out there that got screwed over by this guy at a mortgage company, I'm sorry, guys. So, um, well, I guess you got more for my mom. I do. I'll be back for the end of the show, at least. Alrighty. So, or unless you start waving your arms, do you have something else to say? We're not allowed to wave arms. <laughs> I, I just had to wave arms on this one, and I'm, I'm ignoring Nancy over there, Mom, because she's waving at me. So, I don't know. All right, we'll get back to her interview then. Alrighty. Talk to you soon, guys. Okay, so we are back with Nancy. And is there anything else that you wanted to add to the story about your house? I remember talking with Kenny on the phone one time and telling him um, that he was a thief and that he stole my house. Good for you. And that, you know, he's never going to go to heaven by being a thief. And we talked a little more and we hung up. And before I know it, I had a check from him. And we both have different stories. Deb had her part in it. And I had my part. So between the two of us, we got it resolved. Right. Do you remember what his reaction was when you called him a thief? Do you remember what he said? He just went quiet. And oh, really? he said that he didn't believe that he was. And I says, well, I don't understand why you can feel that way, that you you just took my house. Right. Right. But you did get your check, though. I did get my check. Well, I guess... That worked out well in the end, even though he is a thief. Yes. Okay. Um, Now, I know on one of our episodes, we talked about how you went to Israel with Debbie. Yes. Do you have any um, memories from that? Like good, bad, otherwise? Oh, we had a blast. Um, We stayed in this really nice little apartment thing. They had their bedroom and I had mine. And Deb and I would go out in the afternoons when Kenny was either at the laundry or sleeping or something and I remember walking down the street and whenever you go to Israel um, whenever the 
uh, children or kids graduate, they go into the Army for two years. And you see all of them walking around with these big rifle things, automatic Mm -hmm. rifles. And that kind of freaked me out at first. So we're walking down the street, and I hear this bang. And I hit the ground. I went right down on my face. Oh, my God. And Deb's looking at me, and she's going, what are you doing? I said, that was a gunshot. She said, Mom, that was a car backfiring. (laughs) So that was my experience with that. Um, But I did get to see a lot. Um, I took tours by myself um, to the Christian sites Mm -hmm. that they had no interest in. How was that for you to see all of those places? It was just amazing. And I remember when Kenny and Deb and I were in the uh, Church of the Holy Sepulchre, he came up to me and he says, oh, this is a bunch of BS and all Mm -hmm. that. I says, Kenny, I don't harp on your religion. Exactly. You leave me alone. This is my heritage, my Christianity. Right, exactly. So it's just like, you know, you do you, I'm doing my stuff, and there's no need to bash it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Did you ever at some point suggest that she leave? Like, did you ever see, like, too much crap was going on? And No, I think she kept a lot of it from me. Okay. Um, Especially because I didn't go to the services anymore, um, and I didn't you know, really know what was going on. Okay, so she, you never really were like, hey, you know what, I think we need to have a talk. Oh, um, we talked. I told her, she could run Bible passages or scripture passages around me like, oh, no, yeah. tomorrow. Yep. I mean, I'm a Christian, but I don't memorize things like they did. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't think that it was the right thing I th- we probably did talk about it, um, but she loved Kenny. She loved him with all her heart. Yeah. And uh, well, I know she also said that she wanted to stay because of her kids. She wanted to exactly. keep the family together. Exactly. She said that, and she wasn't allowed to leave the state. So. Okay. Now, when she did decide to finally leave, did she ask you for help, or did she let you know she was leaving, or how did that come about? Yeah, she told me that she wanted to leave, and I said to her, do you need anything from me? And she said, yeah, she needed to borrow some money mm-hmm. for her attorney, which was probably double than, you know, a normal attorney would be. But he was also in their pocket. It sounds like quite a few people were, from what she's been telling me. Absolutely. Um, now... Did you see any good in the cult whatsoever? The people were kind. They were caring, but poor and gullible. Mm, That's a good word. That's a good word. So like, yeah, because she said a lot of times too that the people, not, you know, little man in his cohorts, but the people themselves, she says, were really great people. They were. They were. Um... I remember one of the times that we went to services and then we went over to her sister-in-law's house. That's what they would do. Um, and somebody would, everybody would bring food or I think, and I'm sitting there and I had to dress the dress. Um, you had to have long dress on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a skirt on that was buttoned down the front and I was sitting on an ottoman next to Deb and the baby and I had my knees crossed, my legs crossed, and this man came over, and he whispered something to Deb, 
and she reached over and pulled my skirt that was open to my knee over so that it was not showing anymore. Oh my gosh. And I said, what are you doing? She says, I'll tell you later. But here it was, um, he didn't want to be lusting after me. Oh, because it was your fault. I was showing him my knee. Oh my God. Yeah. Because it's the woman's fault. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much so. Oh, the comments I have about that. (laughs) (laughs) Now, do you see any after effects in Debbie from the cult? Like anything lingering? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I didn't ask much of her when she moved back here, but I wanted her to go to church with me on Christmas Mm -hmm. Eve. So whenever we worship, we raise our hands in praise. And I know that she and her oldest son... It kind of freaked them out, and I can see different things that bother her uh, with driving sometimes, and just in general how we talk about different things. I can see the the uh, ramifications of her cult-like thinking that's mm-hmm. still there sometimes. Okay. Like about, you said driving? Is there anything in particular? No. <laughs> So is there anything else that you would like to add that I forgot to ask you or something that you would like to say about the cult? Well, when we first started going down there, uh, my husband and I contacted um, a religious expert at one of the colleges in that town, and we spoke with him numerous times through text, um, emails, and through the telephone because he knew of it but he didn't know anybody who was ever involved in it oh okay. and so I was giving him my impressions of it and he was it's a bad thing it's a bad cult that's what he said <laughs> it's a bad cult oh my gosh and uh, we, I also became friends with one of the editors of the newspaper. Mm-hmm. And she pulled all kind of uh, back um, prints regarding the cult mm-hmm. and gave them to me. And it just opened my eyes more so than just seeing it. And I saw it through other people's eyes, how bad it actually bad. was. Yes. Wow. Is there anything else? Oh, yeah. It really freaked me out the first time I went about the menstrual pads or the (laughs) menstrual mats. Okay, we're hopping right into menstrual mats. Oh, my goodness gracious. It's like, you know, why didn't they just wear a big red shirt with an A on it or something? You know, Like the scarlet letter. Yes, yes. Um, And I remember seeing a chair in the corner, and it says, unclean until a certain time on this date like it magically becomes clean yes yes <laughs> and it was like you know just just you know why didn't you have a, a menstrual section you know it's like i i just i just thought that was so defaming and oh, so uh, it's like belittling so, i was just gonna say it's so belittling to for the women. woman yep yep it is yeah so and then they, they, at first, I think they had like the folding chairs, and then you were allowed to bring your own chairs. Oh, really? Yeah, it was crazy that some of them had office chairs. I thought, you know, they should be allowed to bring in like the recliners and. They just kind of kick back for kick the service. Kick back, yeah. Kick back, yeah. Yeah. 
but uh, yeah, the menstrual mats that was that was the big thing. That was just it. I, it was just it's, so. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. That's a good word yeah, for it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh yeah. my gosh. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming here today. Well, I wish I would have been remembering more and being more helpful, but it was a bad time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can always have you back on again. Oh, sure. Okay. (laughs) But thank you so, so much again. And I'm going to bring Debbie back on so we can finish up this episode. Laura, I brought you a gift too. Um, I know how much you like these and this is an ornament for your tree. Oh no. Oh my gosh. It is a crocheted pierogi. This (laughs) is awesome. It has little googly eyes and a little tiny smile. And I will definitely be posting a picture of this. Oh my gosh. Thank you. You're welcome. This is so awesome. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. And we will have you back again some other time. Sounds good. All right, so Debbie is back. I'm back, I'm back. And I'm sure you have some things to say, right? Um, You? No. Um, I just have a few things that I had missed. Um, Samantha M., she uh, is referring to episode 13, and she says she can't help but think about one of her favorite books, Good Omens, by Neil Gaiman, G-A-I-M-A-N, and Terry Pritchard. Um, It's about different kind of Bibles. Remember I told you... (gasps) Oh, yeah. Like, what was it? Like, the hippie Bible or something? It was the hipster's Bible. Hipster. Okay. But this one is called Good Omens. Okay. And do you know why I mentioned this? Why? Because there's a series coming out on Amazon next year starring (gasps) David Tennant as Crowley. David Tennant. Yes. (gasps) Oh, my heart. David Tennant. Yes. Um, I'm going to post this so people can read it. She she actually put a piece of the book in here. Um, Anyway, the book is about an angel... Asri a fail, I'm probably not saying that right, in a demon Crowley who team up to prevent the apocalypse. Oh, does that sound really cool? And there's a bit about Azra Fail's Rare Bibles collection that I thought you'd appreciate. So I'm going to post that. Accept. Accept, accept. Um, someone else chimed in about episode 10 about psychological effects about EMDR. That's the um, the eye movement. It oh, somehow yeah. re- rewires your brain. Thank you, Anne. Um, we, we've had that discussion for a little bit already, but I'm always happy when people give us, you know, whatever they can to try and help us. And let's see. Oh, remember I told you that that city has more people on Facebook than Pittsburgh does? Yes. There's a reason that I shared with you, and I find it hysterical. And guys, someday I hope to be able to share with you. But let's just say something's happening there. Ooh, and you can't tell us? I can't. I told you. I meant us as in the listeners. No, I might okay. get somebody in trouble. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay, something's going on there. Something's going on, and it's pretty, pretty cool. And in regard to what my mom was saying about who she contacted and things... There is so much out there to read about this cult. And there's a man named Rick Ross. Um, He is the foremost on cults in the world. He has a lot of documentation and documentaries about not just my cult. What was his name again? Rick Ross. Okay. Don't don't confuse him with the Rick Painter, the Ross guy. who Bob Ross. Yeah, Bob. It's Rick. I wonder (laughs) if they were brothers. Little happy little trees and stuff. Oh, trust me. I know I got my, my brother loves him. I got him a little Bob Ross bobblehead. 
Anyway, um, he lists my call as one of the top 10 most dangerous. Not just the United States, but the world. Oh, well, that's just Isn't very that peachy? Yeah. Peachy, peachy. But, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. That's about all I have. And um, my apologies to anybody out there I ever insult, whether you think I'm making fun of your religion, whatever. I'm really not. I'm just spouting off and we're not professionals. We don't have people who write our crap. We are so far from professionals. As can, these people already know, like, like we need to explain to them. Can you imagine how good this would be if we actually had people write our shit and put it in the right order of do it this way and we're going to tweak this a bit and stuff? And like real editors so the volume could be the correct way. Oh my gosh, wouldn't could that be imagine? beautiful? Wouldn't that be beautiful? Oh, we could dream. Yeah, well, I guess we're going to be back next week with who knows what. Um, we don't know. Keep bringing me those questions on Facebook. And like I said, if I found it's better to address them on the show and then I can just approve them. Yep. Or some of them I don't approve just because I've already read the answer. So it, it doesn't matter. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. So a big thank you again to your mom, Nancy. We love you, mom. And thank you for my pierogi gift. Oh, and she didn't want to say this about me, but remember the psychological after effects that she was talking oh, about? Yeah. Okay. The, the driving? Uh, yeah, driving. Okay, Mom. Um, what does the cult and driving have? Because, I mean, women were still allowed to drive. It wasn't like being in a foreign country where women aren't allowed to drive. Other than, you know, I took her doing donuts around the Wendy's and she's screaming like a mad woman. But still, what's that have to do with the cult? I have no idea. Um, but I can tell you, you know, I drink milk all the freaking time. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. You come here, you literally are carrying a jug of milk I, every time you come over. And I freak out my coworkers cause I show up with three quarts of milk every time I go to work. Okay. <laughs> like what the hell is this? Okay. Some people carry around iced tea. I carry milk. Moo. Okay. Okay. Um, when we went to move to the cult mm -hmm. and we were packing stuff up, we had a lot of pagan stuff. Okay. Pagan in quotes. Yeah. Pagan. And that was back in 93. Mm -hmm. And you weren't required to burn your shit yet. Okay. Um, and I actually hauled a whole pickup truck full of stuff to the flea market back in 93 and came home with $350. And I was selling stuff cheap. Let's put it that way. Right. I was going to say, if you had that much stuff and you only made $350. Yeah. And I, it kills me. I sold something my grandpa had given me that I wasn't allowed to keep. And I sold it for $10. Oh, you know? man. And then throughout the years, things became pagan and you couldn't have them. Okay? Okay. And then it finally came down to, okay, biblically, again, if... Something's pagan. I can't even give it away now because I'm causing you to sin. Oh, if I can't have this thing because it's causing me to sin. Then you can't either, right? I can't even give it to somebody who okay. would use it or so appreciate it. So that's you... when we started the burning parties. Okay. Okay. But one of the psychological after effects is that my house is packed. Nobody's going to tell me to throw something away, get rid of it. Um, like I said, I am not a hoarder. I am an eclectic collector of many things okay <laughs> and yeah um my mom she did call me a hoarder the one day and i told her i wasn't but i think that's one of the other psychological after effects of after so many years of being told you can't have this you can't do this you you 
you overcompensate for because no one's ever going to do that to you again. again. Right. So, mother, quit telling me to get rid of my shit. Love you. Um, guys, again. <laughs> on that note. Yeah. Um, we, we're still trying to get resources for Get the Hell Out. And someday we'll have our shit together. Don't you think, Laura? Someday. It's probably way down the road, but someday. Isn't someday over the rainbow? Something but like no, that's somewhere. 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 Okay. What's someday then? I don't know. Someday my ship will come in? Yeah, I think that's it. Oh, and if I ever get a boat, I'm supposed to name it, um, I got the hell out. Oh. <laughs> Someday my prince will come. Oh, that too. I don't want a prince. That, eh. That's too much work. Then you'd have to like run a kingdom and all yeah, kinds no. of stuff. No. You, you know what? You don't need a guy to take care of you either. No, right? no, You don't no, need no, a guy no, to take no, care no. of you. You can do it yourself. Exactly. Damn right. Women, you can do anything you want. That Men, you can do right. anything you want. My mother's touching me. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> she's playing with your hair. She's anyway, guys. Mom. Well, she crept up behind me, and she's doing the she's mom like thing. She's like braiding your hair. We went out to dinner a few years ago, and she reaches over. She licks her thumb, and she wipes something off the corner of my mouth. And Just I, like you were a little two-year-old. I looked at her, and I says, what are you doing? And... She looked appalled, and I was like, would you do that to any of your friends? And she's like, well, no. And I'm like, well, I'm 45 years old. Please don't do that to me. But you're her little girl. I know. You never stop being That's a mom. right. What can you're I say? You're her little girl. Yeah. All righty. All right, guys. Um, Give us some questions. Uh, Rose and Israel, keep feeding us some good stuff about, you know, over where you live and stuff yep and, and we will get some things posted on social media ex members keep sending me your pictures and your stories i didn't have a lot this week um i really didn't reach out to anybody either so okay yeah all righty well on that note i'm laura i'm deb this has been another enthralling episode <laughs> of i got the hell out we will talk to you next week okay. guys bye bye